to the Charles Van Horn Show. Today is Thursday, September the 10th. Please subscribe to my podcast on YouTube and show some love by hitting the like button. You can also listen to my podcast on any well-known platform. Joining me once again are my friends Josh and Antoine. They will add their perspective to tonight's forum. Now let's look at our weekly headlines. There is so much to talk about, so much corruption that happens inside the Trump administration that it is almost like a nationwide commercial where life comes at you so fast that you really don't have time to prepare for what comes next. Tonight, I want to begin with race. Leland Melving, a former NASA astronaut, said that flying a space shuttle was significantly less nerve-wracking than being racially profiled by the police. He made that remark at a panel that was celebrating black lives in the space industry. I guess they didn't see that one coming, but Melvin goes on to recall an incident when he was in high school and he was in, uh, in the car with his girlfriend and a police officer pulled him over. He took the girlfriend out of the car and told her to say that He was raping her because he wanted to uh, put Melvin in jail. And Melvin says, you know, when young black men get into the prison system, they really never get out to have that second chance. He said that all fathers in the black community advise their sons to be real respectful when addressing law enforcement, adding that he was more nervous speaking with that officer than he has ever felt on a shuttle blasting through the atmosphere. He says that anti-racism needs to be instilled in everyone. And he said that comes from an astronaut's point of view. So it doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter who you are. If you are of that persuasion, that black persuasion, you're going to face racism in America. And you can face it around the world as well. It's not just in America. It's worldwide. It's an epidemic. So uh, that's my my little add-on for race. And I know that we want to get into these other uh, headlines for today, which is the major one that came out, I believe, yesterday or the day before yesterday, of Bob Woodward and his tapes and his book uh, concerning President Trump. Now, I put out on my Facebook post today that Bob Woodward is like a mongoose and and Trump is like a snake. <laughs> Trump never knew that Bob Woodward was just was just really reeling him in for the kill. Bob Woodward is a renowned journalist and really Trump had no business ever talking to Woodward because Woodward all he did was play him and play him and play him for the long game. And in the end, he got what he wanted. He, uh, there was reports that he was trying desperately for a long time to get an interview with the president. And finally, the president felt that he had an ally. And we saw that Bob Woodward just kept reeling him in like a big fish. <laughs> he finally got it. Hook, line, and sinker. What are your thoughts, guys? <laughs> Josh, you want to lead off on that one? <laughs> Man, the, uh, I, I don't know. I was, I, I'm not stunned anymore. I, 
think I said this last time on the podcast. I'm just like, I'm numb to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that surprised me. Yeah. Of course, he would downplay it and have a reason for it, but now we look at the impact of that that bad decision. Yeah. He used it, okay, maybe guts and worried about people's feelings, which is which is weird, right? Right. Because he want people to panic, so he's worried about their feelings from an organization that's notoriously. Uh, you know, when you look at the fan base, they have those shirts that say "F your feelings." Right. Twenty twenty. Right? right. And so that's like, but you should be used to the hypocrisy and the double speak coming yeah. out of there. Should be. And he didn't want to panic anybody, but I think we're panicked anyway. Yes. One hundred and ninety thousand deaths. Man. However you want to calculate that, however statisticians want to like downplay the numbers, that's a lot. And it's I know in Alabama, isn't it like 2,000? It's been a while, so don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. It's, it's happened up, before. It's up there. It's it's in thousands. And it's, That's frightening, the impact of like all the families affected by that one person's death, and then you multiply that. Like It's it's sad, it's alarming. And it's scary. Uh, still, I'm just stunned anyone's going to support it, but they will. Yes, they will. And, uh, Josh, as you said, the far-reaching effect of... Uh, the damage that is done to so many families. Think about the families that have lost um, multiple family members to COVID, mm. um, and it could have been prevented. And 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 you know me, I'm a rabble rouser, so I, I'll say I call BS on this. I don't want to, um, you know, cause any panic. This man causes panic every time he gets up in front of an audience. He's Mr. Panic. Mr. Panic. He is Mr. <laughs> panic. Think about what his whole party line has been ever since. He he got up during the RNC. It you know if if you don't if you don't vote me back in, a black people are gonna come and take your neighborhood. That's right. You know, bite if you let this guy in, we're gonna everything's gonna go to hell in a handbasket. Panic my my touch. I, mean, I don't want to, I don't hear the crap. Uh, that that's a bunch of it, it basically he got had and um and he was outmatched basically because uh mr woodward is uh very good at what he does if you don't believe me ask the nixon family yes sir Um, and and uh and i i would imagine that when those tapes came out um we joked about it last night that in the white house they probably were sitting there saying okay who let him talk to bob woodward which one of you guys let him go talk to woodward he did it and on his own. He got the man's he did phone it on. His own. I mean, when you you can't control him. Look at what he tweets. I mean, it's obvious he's going to do what he wants to do, and that's part of what his base loves so much about him. It's yeah. not that he has any policy whatsoever. Uh, he's not. If you got a three hundred million dollar head start in business, you would be successful too, even if you failed seven different times. That's right. Uh, so you know they they make up excuses to cover him and. To see his uh, his uh, mouthpiece up there during the press conference trying to cover for it, I think even she was she's usually on her game, um, but I think this time Kaylee McEnany, Kaylee McEnany, she's usually all over her game. I mean, she she's usually has a snappy comeback, really fast. She can flip it. This time the answers came a little slower and they sounded like a broken record, as yeah. if yeah. she was saying inside, "I really don't know what to say on this one." I just, I'm going to stay with the party line. And she started looking just like her predecessors. She yep. started in the deer in the headlights look. And, hey, bless her heart. <laughs> but she's getting paid. 
some of these tapes originated from February so he said at the time he didn't know whether to take uh, what the president was saying at face value or was it truthful he didn't know so he, he didn't really uh, believe at the time that the president uh, knew what he was talking about so he just you know sat on it and didn't say anything so well he was right there he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah apparently he does and I, when I listen to some of those uh, those tapes it, it, looks like to me the president pays attention very well to those presidential daily briefings. It looks like he knows that this virus was a real threat when it first started and, and to me he just decided to make a political move and not uh, tell the American people how serious it was because he knew that it was airborne. He said it. He said it's airborne. So if he had that much information he, he, he held it close to his vest but told the American people something totally different. And if that's if that's not uh, being a, a sucker, I don't know what is. That's 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 really uh, not a not the way that you should uh, treat the American people if you're the president of the United States to hide vital information from them that could be important in saving not their lives, just their lives, but the lives of, of their family and friends and people that they love so it, it's sort of a, a very you know messed up situation but what can you expect from this administration seems like everything that they touches turns to stone so it's it's sad but it's the state of affairs that we're living in right now but it's all about power and money and yeah, it, yeah. it's not about him caring about the welf welfare of US citizens it's about him maintaining the power that he has. In fact, he, he never, he doesn't want to do the job of president. He just wants to have the job of right. president. Right. That way, you know, he can, uh, you know, he can play dictator and everybody and move the toys around. Yeah. The board. Yeah, he's, a game, and he's, he's playing this like it's a game. It's like it's a reality show. And there are over 190,000 people that prove that this is real. Right. This is not a, this isn't a joke. And he, he doesn't take anything seriously. And for him to stand there and joke about eight more years. 12 more years. Who does he think he is? Is part of Kim Jong-un? He thinks he's God. They've told him he was God. How dare you talk about Trump. He's, he's God to a lot of these people. And the sad thing about it, I, I remember how he treated Puerto Rico after the, the problem that they had, which was a, a storm that came in and killed lots of lots of those citizens, he treated them as if they were not even citizens. He withheld aid, he slowed, slowed it up, and there is nothing that he does, like Josh says, surprises me. I'm, I'm really expecting him to really just go out one day and just take his gun and shoot somebody, and 
everybody will say, okay, oh well. He said he would do it, so it's all cool. But yeah, it's crazy because uh, he seems to get away with it, in my opinion. Because Can you imagine if he harnessed the power of his loyal fan base and like did the responsible thing? He probably would have guaranteed his re-election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. He oh, handled yeah. responsibly this whole pandemic situation. He would be president mm-hmm. for a second term. But now, you know, with all of the cheating he got, he, he's doing, I'm I'm really not so unsure that he won't be president still because I think he's going to try to cheat his way in. And it doesn't matter how, you know, how people are saying you can't do that, he shouldn't do that. What stopped him in the past? No one. The courts have upheld his his actions. So it, it looks like everyone is, you know, on board. Uh, so we're no longer a democracy. We just have to say that we're ruled by an autocrat now. So that's what it's looking like because he, he gets away with all of the, the, the lawlessness and no one is held accountable right now. So I think he wants a dynasty. Like I think even even if we had Biden for four years, one of the other Trump kids are they're gonna run yeah. because they own the GOP now. Yeah, and then they're probably gonna win. Yeah, you got I a point. See that. You got a point. Because I I don't know how Biden and his administration is gonna be able to recover so much after we've lost so much these past four years and make a huge impact on recovering from that. Yeah. It's gonna take him. It will take Maybe two terms. Yeah, can make it. It would. It would. It really yeah. would. And what does that say about our country? That it can be bought and paid for, just like that. We're a transactional. We're a transactional country. You can Absolutely. buy. You can just buy anything from us. You know, we'll sell you national security secrets because we want that moolah. There is no really no loyalty really. And the president, you know, he's out there for the highest bidder. If, if Putin will just keep quiet and not let those those tapes become public. You know, Trump will do whatever, you know, Putin wants him to do. And, uh, you know, we're at a real you know, dark time right now, but who knows? Maybe there will be a reckoning. Hopefully there are enough people of sound judgment that will vote in mass so that the president can be removed uh, from office and not have another you know, win. We don't want him to have another win. We want to be like Mitch McConnell. We want him to be a one-term president. Remember he said that of Barack Obama, we want to try and make Trump a one-term president. We really do. hope so. Now, I want to also look at uh, something that came out. I don't know how true this one is. I don't know really uh, the, the whistleblower uh, that came out yesterday he states that he was told to change the information uh, uh, pertaining to white supremacy. He was told to downplay it, that the threats from Russia and the white uh, supremacists who were uh, going around doing terroristic acts to really take that out of the report and make his report echo what the president was saying that it was China who was trying very hard to get Joe Biden elected as president and to downplay any news that Russia uh, was behind trying to actually get Trump reelected. So uh, what do you think about this? I know that we've heard it in the past that 
you know, Trump has had people do uh, unlawful acts. But now this whistleblower who came out is saying that they forced him to uh, change uh, the story. I mean, they change the story all the time, right? That's the They created fake news and alternative facts because they want to control the story and push like their agenda. Propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. I'm not surprised at all if that happens. Like, yeah, it sounds totally believable. Yeah. And like, what, what's gonna, what's going to happen tomorrow? Nothing. Not one. Yeah. Nothing, not one. Thing. Which one of the administrations is going to get arrested tomorrow? No, what are we going to lie about next? No right? one. No one. No one. No one. No one. And if they get arrested, he'll just pardon them, just like he's done the rest of the criminal element that's uh, come through the White House. And it, it, I mean, as far as a, how many whistleblowers have there been over the last four years? And I mean, we still haven't had the chance to even look at his fake taxes. I just, I could, you know, Al Capone got put away for tax evasion. And wouldn't it be something that it, that's that could be why he wants to stay in the White House forever? Yes. Uh, because once he comes out, he's just he's a former president, but he's also a citizen again. So that means if any illegal activity that he oh, there's doing, a lot of illegal activity on those taxes. He's, they, I'm, he's I'm fighting. Sure. He doesn't want oh, it to come out. He doesn't want them to come out. Oh my no, goodness! Because if there was nothing to hide, Charles, he would go. He would go back ten years, fifteen years. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> if he was really, I mean, think about it. He, I mean, I, okay. If you ask Jeff Bezos, hey, if you're gonna run for office, show us your taxes. He'll probably say, Yeah, I'm a multi, multi, yeah. multi. Yeah. My money, I have it. But you know. Trump has some money, but right. maybe he doesn't have as much as he's saying, and he probably has some illegal, a lot of illegal um, funds tied up in it. Correct. That's why he wants to discredit Cohen, because Cohen knows a lot. He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows. <laughs> exactly. And remember, he's not pardoning him. He's no, not jumping to pardon him anytime soon. No, no. Remember, they sent Cohen back to jail when he wouldn't sign an agreement not to write that tell-all book. He just got out of jail because the judge said that what they had what they had done was wrong. So he told him to release him and, and let Cohen, you know, let Cohen go because they were going to keep him in jail because he would not sign that agreement that he would not write that tell-all book. So again, Cohen knows everything. He was Trump's bag man, so he knows all of the dirt on Trump. And yes, Trump Trump should be very scared because uh, he's already made this guy angry. He's already, you know, made him feel like he was nothing. And uh, this guy knows uh, he has tapes, he has information, and uh, if he starts talking, it's going to be kind of hard to shut him up. Very hard. I think, honestly, I think, you know, you mentioned about Trump being scared. If, If you're normal and sane, you are. But in his case, the man is a classic narcissist. And he still he still believes he's the Teflon Don. He doesn't think that any of this stuff is going to stick to him. I believe he's just arrogant enough to realize that there's there's there, there's a fire on the other side of the hill because he can see the smoke. He feels like if he can just stay on his side long enough, nobody's gonna come over there and do anything to him. You know, he's Donald Trump. He's the smartest guy ever, remember? That's right. That's right. What can, what can I, I feel like I remember him bragging actually about taking advantage of 
the government, like as a businessman. Like, yeah, he did. His talking points yeah. when he was running. He did. Back yeah. That's yeah, right. He did. Yeah. I know the government has all this because I've taken advantage of it. Yeah. Smart and, yeah. And, and, yeah. O- and only yeah. I know how to do it. And I'm, I'm yeah. the only one who knows how to do this. Yeah. And do he it. He said it. He did. <laughs> and in other words, I did it. I did it and I didn't get caught. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was I, I've been saying about, you know, with the um, the Biden campaign. You know, don't just let the videotapes and audio tapes of Donald Trump incriminating himself speak for it. For it. You know, you, you don't really have to say much. Just say, well, we had this tape from February or we had this tape from 2018. Yeah, just let the, tr- let the tapes speak. Yeah, I mean, he, we, he does. He that with Hillary, though. Like, there's so many tapes and people didn't care. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you know? It's yeah. sad. They needed. They yeah. needed. They needed those. Uh, they needed all that dirt on Hillary because they did not want her to be president. So they always said, "Well, what about her emails?" But her emails. Her emails. She did something. There's something there. They find her emails. But we have actual tape, and they don't really want to hear that. They don't even believe it's real. And they don't no. believe that. They don't believe it. No. Too bad it wasn't in an email, but maybe it'd be something, right? <laughs> you got jokes, John. <laughs> it's in the it's a tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there you go. Yeah, the tweets. You know me the tweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, the tweets have replaced the email. <laughs> yeah. And they're all part of public record. Everybody has this Twitter account live. Yes, goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's just the it's just the the time that we're living in, and it's it's really crazy that uh, he thinks that he's infallible, that he can do anything and and not have to account for it. I I I, I like what uh, that Julie Giuliani, Trump's ally, he's being accused of being a Russian spy. <laughs> oh Rudy. Oh Rudy. You know he this is this is from uh this is from uh uh the uh US Treasury Department. It's gonna sanction a Ukrainian lawmaker with ties to President Donald Trump and uh Trump's personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani accusing him of being a Russian spy involved in Moscow's interference in the 2020 election. So you got, you got, uh, uh, Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy, along with a Ukrainian lawmaker. They look like they had some type of business deal going on together. You know, Rudy, he's all about making a deal. He's worse than Trump about making these these uh these deals but it looks like uh he's pretty much gotten himself in some trouble and i think not only is trump facing some legal jeopardy if he loses the election so is rudy rudy's in a lot of trouble and if trump goes down rudy's going down and i don't think he's the only head that is going to roll i think there are some elected officials like uh, Devin Nunes and a lot of these other guys that 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 had their hand in the cookie jar. I think they're going to be in some trouble if Trump loses. So I think uh, they're hoping and praying that Trump 
wins re-election. And, and what, whatever happened to poor Lindsey Graham? You remember poor Lindsey Graham? He used to be such a, a, a great senator. I mean, he was John McCain's right-hand man. Uh, if you saw John McCain, you're going to see Lindsey. And he was right there. They were like, uh, they were like uh, 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 twins. One was supporting the other, and they were always standing up for what they believed was right. But it looks like, I think, Putin had some tapes on Lindsay. <laughs> because Lindsay, he's been towing the line. He's been he's been echoing whatever Donald Trump echoes. And it's like the Kool-Aid for sure. It, 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 it's, it's sad to see that, you know, people just compromise themselves and compromise their values just to stay in power. And they were bullied into it, right? Like he was bullied yes, into yes. vocalizing loyalty. Like yes. I don't know if he's really loyal, but he's definitely vocalizing it and he's and he's doing a lot of damage by vocalizing it. And yeah. Trump he was bullied because Trump like he, he tore into him. He Trump he, like said some yeah. awful stuff about him uh, when he was coming up. Trump yeah. requires <laughs> this. He requires them to to show their loyalty. They must go on national TV and pledge that loyalty to him. And take some abuse. And take abuse in the process because remember poor Ted Cruz? Yeah, did Trump, he insult Ted Cruz's wife? He insulted yes, he his did. wife, said that his wife yes, was ugly and who could look at... He even he even insulted Ted Cruz's father. Yes. Said that Ted Cruz's father was responsible for the death of JFK. <laughs> but yet, these guys... Are loyal. They yes. are loyal to a fault, and that is crazy. Because how can you be so loyal to a person who doesn't really care about you? That that is that is so crazy to me. But uh, it has to be more to the story than just these loyalty pledges that he have them sign. It has to be more to the story. I believe there is dirt on all of them, and that Trump is using that dirt on them keep them in line you know usually after a president leaves office you know somewhere down the line they have a presidential library you know that it which is kind of funny when you think about the trump presidential library when the man barely can read all picture books all picture books you know we're playing (laughs) elephant man you you know Uh, but uh what what will be in the trump library is all the books that are going to come out you know, after after he's finally out of there, because he can't stay forever. No. Even if he does win, he's, I mean, the Constitution says so he's got to go in the next four, yeah. or else we're going to have another civil war. Yeah. Uh, but the presidential library of Donald Trump will be all books that he never uh, read. I mean, that people that he never read, and it'll be former that people that were part of this loyalty yeah, uh, yeah. sickness that's going on with the uh, White House. And each one of them, look at how many books have already come out. <laughs> and, and the others just need to be free. Once they're free from bondage, yes. they're going to all write a book. <laughs> so, but right now, he, he instills terror. He probably has something on everybody that's there. And, um, I mean, he has bullied and threatened everyone that's around him. He has. So, and, and, and unfortunately, that appeals to a segment of our society. It does. It really does. I feel like he's uh, bullying 
any Christians or evangelicals by just holding over the whole abortion issue over yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I just, that worries me the most is that that is going to be the issue that helps them get reelected. That's that right. one issue, despite all the countless other horrendous things happening. That's right. Because people put such an over-importance in that. And I don't know, maybe we aren't the right ones to talk about abortion, not being able to, like, really know that pain. But I feel like there is a simplistic view of it that he is using against um, people that aren't supporting him. Yeah, and see... I think that is a very, very cut-and-dry issue, and it's, yeah. it's not. And see, and see, a lot of the conservatives, they really don't care. They, they're all in it for this abortion issue. And this is something that has been in their, uh, been in their uh, uh, crawl for a long time. And they, 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 they've been really upset about this since it passed. And so they're willing to, to lose everything just to win on this one issue. And it's so asinine to me that, uh, that they will just throw away everything just to say, hey, hey, we we got the we got the uh, uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. It's overturned. So uh, that's 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 so crazy to me because you're losing you're losing on other issues when you're just primarily focusing on this one issue. Also, I look at that issue, and I just want to. I, I just I wish religion was used more as like a walking stick to guide oneself, yeah. rather than being used as a cudgel to beat others mm-hmm. into believing what you want them to believe. True. Absolutely. I agree as well. Absolutely. I want to just cover this last point. I think we got probably about nine minutes before the show is over. And I wanted to, you all alluded to this earlier about the coronavirus and the deaths. And I saw the stats and it still shows that the virus is killing more minorities than white Americans and showed that one lady she contracted it and she died within three days so the the virus is deadly and it's more deadly when you're uh, battling with other underlying health issues it's deadlier when you're already uh, on the low economic side of the situation you're in poverty and you're struggling trying to make ends meet and you really uh, uh, don't have all of the all of the I would say the amenities that more wealthy Americans have it sort of puts you at a disadvantage so you really probably haven't had enough you know physicals and haven't had your uh, checkups like you should have and guess what when the virus hits you it's going to take you out and I I really hate that because if this had been handled more strategically if it had been handled more uh, wisely if the president had really focused on this like he should then more lives would have been saved and you know, they're looking at the numbers now by January. There could be over 300 million, I'm sorry, 300,000 Americans, not 300 million. That would be all of us. 300,000 Americans who have died from COVID-19. So 
that really it, it, it sticks in the back of my mind. It sort of uh, it always you know pushes me to try to to remember those people who are affected by these stats because these stats are very they're very uh, disheartening right now. I have to agree with you on that, Charles, and I think that's what gets lost in all of the political rhetoric and sensationalism and lies uh, that are going on that, you know, people have lost their lives, and 2020 has not been kind um, to a lot of people, uh, whether it be losing family members, jobs, you know, livelihoods, lives turned upside down for, you know, probably they might not be able to recover. True. And, and um, it, you know, when you start using numbers like 300,000 people, gosh, Merry Christmas. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, this, I mean, I, and, and I guess that's why I got offended when I, I walked into um, either Sam's or Costco and I already saw Christmas trees. And it's just, I, I guess, I just can't, I, I, right now, the way things are going, I just can't see myself getting into to, to any kind of festive. Yeah. Because, 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 Antoine, if you think about it, it's kind of hard to just return to normal. Yes. When you have all of this abnormal going on, how can you just, you know, turn the switch and say, okay, we're going to return to our normal, regularly scheduled programming? That's kind of hard to do if you have any heart at all, you know. Yes. So. Yeah, I think I think in Michelle Obama's podcast she talked about that whole idea of returning to normal. We we should be striving to do better than that because yeah. if we yeah. just return to normal, then that's not where we want to be. That's that's almost uh, uh, pushing aside all the work of those that have been out there protesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these many months, <laughs> uh, you know, we want to keep that up and yeah. put that message across to like make the changes. Uh, that are necessary that we've been protesting against. I, and I know that y'all been watching the protests too, as uh, I've, I've been participating a little bit. Uh, good, good for you. In support you. of that. Good for you. And uh, uh, it's sometime you have to take a, you have to take a step back and take a breath of fresh air so that you don't uh, actually allow yourself to become somewhat, you know, cynical and somewhat uh, without feeling with everything that's going on. Because uh, you can become desensitized to all of this because so much is happening. And when when all of this is being thrown at you at one time, it's a lot to kind of absorb, I'm I'm telling you, because you you think about it on a a grand scale, over almost 200,000 people have lost their lives the economy is teetering. Uh, you still have a virus present. You have a president that's lying. You have a Congress that can't do anything. They're paralyzed. You have uh, corrupt cops. You have killings going on. It's enough to really put you in a place where you don't want to leave your home. So you have to take a, a, a step back and, 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 and not focus on what is obvious. It's not that we're ignoring it, but you have to keep your sanity in such an insane uh, uh, an insane uh, time as this. I've got a question for you, Charles. Yeah. Uh, 
think the podcast helps me. Like, that's why I was so excited to get an opportunity to talk again tonight. It's like, I, I have all these thoughts. I need someone to talk it through with. Yeah. process yeah. it with. Yeah, it does. It's me. I'm not avoiding them. I can't avoid them. Every day it's something new. I got to process them somehow, though. So this helps. Yeah, it is therapeutic to, to, to talk about these, these issues because if not, you know, you would just put it on Facebook and that's good, but it still doesn't give you what you need. You really need to hear the voices of others. And, and what they're thinking and how they're thinking to help you in your your uh, daily uh, decimation of this information because it's a lot. Accountable. It's a lot. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need to hold people accountable. That's true. Exactly, and I, I agree with you guys. Um, being able to you know share ideas and just kind of talk it out because uh, it's it's been an avalanche of information and it seems like. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched the news today. It's been a lot of, um, you know, dredging up yesterday. But I don't know what might be new. I'm pretty sure something's happened today. Oh, yeah. But I've avoided it. <clears throat> and I'm going to watch a little football tonight to further avoid it a little bit longer before and, I have to watch the 10 o'clock news. And I'm going to watch a movie when I get through with you guys so I can avoid it. How about there that? There you go. We have to push it aside. But we know it's we know it's out there. It's coming. So I... I I'll get my news. You know, I'll watch Trevor Lawrence. Uh, not Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Noah? <laughs> Trevor Noah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Lawrence is stuck on the brain. We owe him Trevor Noah, you know, at least he puts kind of a, you know, a humorous spin to all the craziness. But I, I know something has happened today. I'm pretty sure he was steaming last night and tweeting. And, you know, it's just it, every day is something. And I just hope that I don't have to see someone else, you know, getting shot to death or it's just it's depressing but it really helps for us to get together and chew the fact with you guys yeah it does it helps and I appreciate you guys for doing this and uh, taking time out of your schedule to just talk with one another we need that uh, because usually we have a, uh, usually we have time to see each other at church or in passing like that but you know since we're on in this lockdown we have to do the next best thing and that is just hold a zoom meeting Check on one another and keep the conversation going. So until next time, stay safe, stay informed, and keep fighting for equality.